Hi, everybody. I'm Leslie Allen, and you are listening to Brothers on Tennis. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, everybody? This is your boy, Isaac. And this is your boy, Bryce. And we are Brothers on Tennis. And folks, we've got some good, good clay court tennis action to talk about this week. I'm telling you, we have some uh, the start of what's going to be a fantastic ladies tournament. The fellas wrapped up a couple 250s, and now they all spirited and ready for Madrid. <laughs> Bryce, how are you feeling about this tennis these days, man? Yeah, it's it's good. I, I had forgotten that there wasn't a women's tournament because, as a reminder, we weren't on last Monday. Right. And um, you had a really nice show with uh, Miles David from Missing the Point podcast uh, yes. last Sunday. So. Hopefully some people uh, check that out. Uh, I think Miles from the um, Missing the Point podcast Instagram account has posted the the episode. So um, if you didn't catch it and you want to catch it, uh, go to Instagram, follow um, Missing the Point podcast, and it should be one of uh, his latest posts out yes. there. Yeah. That was fun. It was nice to collaborate with Miles, and I know that we'll be doing that again in the future. Uh, definitely good talking, talking shop with him and chopping it up. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, definitely nothing, nothing, uh, nothing, nothing like the brothers, though. <laughs> right, right, right. So you mentioned that there were two two fifty tournaments on the ATP side last yes. week, uh, but before we get into that, I'll let you do your opening. That's right. And as always, folks, we want to make sure that the folks who are listening to this as a podcast know that this is being recorded on the Locker Room app. And folks, Locker Room not only is available for Apple products, but it is now available via beta on Android. So guess what? No more excuses. <laughs> right. ain't got no more excuses. So you definitely have the ability to download Locker Room. And once again, if you don't know, Locker Room is the platform for sports fans. It's a way for sports fans to, to really connect live and uh, just be able to talk about the sport that you enjoy and, uh, and, and want to follow. We've got NBA out there. They know that I've seen some some locker room groups are talking about the NFL draft. So there's all types of sports talk going on in this app. So do yourselves a favor and download the locker room app. Come join Bryce and myself and we'll chop it up because we chopping it up from a tennis perspective. So right. let's do it. Let's get it. <laughs> so um, now let's go back to those tournaments you were talking about last week. So, yeah. um, you know, we had one winner who was uh, Ramonas, uh, I mean, Ramos Vinolas. Yes. Uh, who took out, remind me who he took out last week? Again. So he took out Cam Nori. Cam Nori, yeah. And I was really hoping Nori was going to get that. I don't know about right. you, man, but I have become a Cam Nori fan because he's just, he just embodies that workman type player attitude. Exactly. You know, he doesn't have a whole lot of frills. He's got that shovel backhand. <laughs> I mean, he's yep. from England, but I think he used to live in South Africa and he played collegiate tennis in the States. He's just kind of been all over. Right. And, you know, uh, obviously, you know, from the UK, we've always heard about Andy Murray. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we thought Kyle Edmund was going to do something, but, you know, 
Yeah, he broke up. He broke up, right? <laughs> you know, it depends whether or not, you know, Dan Evans is skiing in the snow or not. As to whether or not. <laughs> right. <laughs> he's even eligible to play. So right. uh, Cam Norrie might be. <laughs> he just might be the next hope for England. That's for right. sure. Right. <laughs> exactly. But I, I find myself rooting for him. And so, uh, although I know you like, uh, Ramos Vignolas. Uh, yeah, he's he's my clay court guy. He's one of those clay quarters that um, you know he's he's pretty understated, a very slim guy, but uh, he he can work some magic on on a on a clay court. He's a lefty, and yeah, I always kind of you know low key follow and root for him. So it was a weird final because trust me, I feel like you do with Cam Nori as well. Um, I do I do low key root for him. So that was kind of a weird final. I was just sort of like let it be, which it, it turned out to be that way because it went three sets. It was decided in a tiebreaker. So you know they they at least took it to the distance and they fought it out. But uh, unfortunately for Cam, uh, Ramos Vignolas was able to just kind of pull pull it out at, at the end. Okay, well, I'm I'm not mad at him for winning. I mean, that's 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 cool. Uh, I'm glad. You know, I think a final result was was good for Cam, right? Because and he I, has not won a title before, so I think getting there is definitely good. Um, and I just think he he you know he can still keep fighting. Or maybe I'm thinking about Struff. Has Cam won a title? I'm not sure if Cam has won a title or not yet. I don't, I don't know if I ever remember seeing him lift up somebody's trophy yet. Yeah, me either. I think I think both he and the other tournament that we'll talk about, yeah, those were the folks they hadn't quite lifted a, a trophy just yet. But I right. think for Cam, he's on his way because, like you said, bro, he's playing some good tennis these days. He's getting he some really good is. wins. Yeah, he really is. So, so that was one tournament, and then the other tournament was the tournament that was in. Uh, Germany, correct? Correct. Yes. And BMW? So, is that what it was? Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. So we had um, our Vasilashvili uh, mm-hmm. took the title there uh, over uh, Struth. And you know what? I, I think you knew I had I had put Vasilashvili on my JV squad right. this year. <laughs> and, um, and you know what? He's – one of the things that I did not know about him, I saw a stat. On, on television now, the stat could have been wrong, but they were saying that, like, he consistently hit the ball harder than any other player off both the forehand and the backhand side, mm-hmm. which surprised me because I, I guess I would have thought that was Rublev, but maybe they don't consider Rublev hitting it big off of his backhand. Right, right. I know he hits a pretty big forehand, but his backhand – which is big, but it doesn't seem to be as fierce as Basilashvili. His, his his strokes are just all out. <laughs> they, they just they just look like laser beams, man. It's ridiculous. <laughs> well, he, I mean, you know, he took out, um, you know, a, a, a hometown guy. Yep. Uh, yep. Or a home country guy, uh, and and Lenard Struve. And has Struve won a tournament? Uh, no, no. This was his first final. Apparently, he had been in seven semifinals wow. and had never been, never made it to a final. So this was his first final that he was playing. So you know, he he got you know kind of scooped up a little bit. Not a bad loss, six four seven six, but right. still, yeah, he he kind of got scooped up. And, and kudos to Basilevich. Really, he didn't lose a set that entire tournament. He was like, "Everybody's scared of any y'all." <laughs> he was like, "Casper, all of y'all get out the way. I got things <laughs> to do." 
And I saw him out there stunting on Instagram, I guess, in his BMW, you know, <laughs> trying, right? yeah, trying to do his GQ pose. Uh, he, he out here trying to live his best life, I guess. So. I mean, apparently so. I guess he's like, as long as I'm free, I'm going to... I'm going to do it. Yeah, until I get charged with something, I'm going to live my best life. You better know it. And I see see Brandon here in the comments is telling us that this was Cam Norrie's second final of the year. Nice. Nice. So um, He's getting it done, man. He's definitely getting it done. It's, It's awesome. So we didn't have any of the real big names playing last week, but, you know, there was some tennis. Right. And um, but I think everything was really kind of tuning up for where we're at now, right? With yeah. the the, um, the Madrid, oh, correct, correct. Yeah, I think everybody was just like, okay, Madrid's Madrid's coming. Let's make right. sure we got our game right, because right, know, that's 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 a big one. That is both a tier. Well, I, I guess no longer tier one. A, is it considered master series or a one? No, it's a one thousand event. For both uh-huh. sides. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, man. Ladies got it started, and, and the fellas are fellas are catching up. Right, right. So, before we, we jump into, you know, the details of what's going on in, um, in Madrid, let's, let's talk a little bit about, I mean, before we talk about the singles, let's talk yeah. a little bit about something that I noticed in the doubles. Okay. In the women's doubles. Yes. And I'm only making a guess. Maybe you have some more information on it than I do. Mm-hmm. But I noticed that Melikar. Yes, you saw that. Was <laughs> not playing with Shores. Actually, Shores is playing with Dabrowski. Dabrowski, right? Who was the one that that uh, Melikar just leapfrogged yep. into the 10th position. And I noticed that Melikar has been playing with Coco Golf. Exactly. And I was wondering, and I don't have any information, but I'm wondering if they're thinking Coco Golf may make the singles lineup for the Olympics team, and that is a potential doubles. Right, right. Match up. Yeah, yeah, which, I mean, but who, Bryce, then does that, who do, who does that then boot from a single standpoint? Well, the one who's at the bottom, who was, not your bottom, but who was number four on the list was Madison Key. That's right, it's Madison. And, and I haven't seen Madison win a match in a minute. So, <laughs> it has been a minute. <laughs> right, so if, if, if Coach Kathy is looking mm-hmm. at Kennan, Serena, Jen Brady, and Coco Goff, as her four singles players, then she adds Venus to play doubles with Serena. And this may be why we're seeing Nicole Melikar playing doubles with Coco Goff. Right, right. Yeah, it would make sense. I mean, to be honest with you. Um, I mean, I feel bad for Madison, but at the same time, you know, well, it's, it's, yeah. You got to win. You got to win. You got to get them W's, man. And, and, right. and unfortunately, like you said, she hasn't been getting them these days. So, you know, you have to wonder if, you know, her confidence is right. And because um, I'm assuming that the coach at the end of the day has the authority to make the decision on the on the four. Right. Or does it have to go by ranking? No, it goes by the ranking. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so here's the thing. So, if you if your country 
has players that are ranked in the top 56 in singles. Mm-hmm. The offers are supposed to go in order of the rankings. Okay. Now, if something else happens where, you know, one of them chooses not to play or they're hurt or whatever, then you go to the next person in line with the rankings. Mm-hmm. Okay. The, the same thing happens with the doubles, but instead of the top 56, it's the top 10. Okay. And if, and so if you don't have anybody in the top 10 or you don't have enough for the top 10 to complete your doubles teams, that's where the, the captain has the discretion to pick whoever they want. So that's how a Venus would get on the squad because she would say, okay, Venus is not in the top 10, but I'm making the call for her to be Serena's doubles partner. And Nicole Melikar is in the top 10 currently. So she would be on the squad. She would have to play with one of the other singles players. Right. But I guess that's my thing, though, is because um, Coco, I mean, she's far from being from that the fourth spot because quietly she's like 35 and you you got three Americans ahead of her. You got actually Jessica, Jessica Pagula, Allison Risk, and uh, Madison Keys all ranked ahead of her. Now, the interesting thing is, is when this whole rankings thing starts to settle out, because now they're starting to have points drop off. Right. Uh, and you've got a major that's coming. Mm-hmm. There could be significant movement. That's that. That's very true. And if I'm looking at points, how did Coco? How did Coco do at the French last year? I. I think she made maybe a couple of rounds. I don't know that she made it past the third round, though. Right. So I don't Um, know that she would be defending a lot of points. But then again, I don't think Madison played at all. Oh, okay. So, yeah, this is going to be interesting. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just noticing that, um, you know, the pairings had changed. And... um, and it makes sense for Melikar to play with an American, but Shures is what she's like the Netherlands, and Dabrowski is Canadian. Is so. Canadian, so it's very interesting that they would be at the same tournament and not be playing together. Because I thought that they were a pairing. So me too. It's like you said, it, it, unless they had a fallen out. So either one of two things happened. Right. They had right. a fallen out, or it has to be about the Olympics. It's one of the two because you just wouldn't necessarily stop playing with your regular doubles partner who you've already won a title with or this year right? to then play with Coco Goff, who typically plays with Mc, uh, McNally anyway. Right. And, you know, just to add a footnote to this whole conversation, uh, Melikar and Goff uh, got beat in the yeah. first round. They got uh, stolen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, they faced the number seven seeds. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm just... It's very curious, man. It makes you right. wonder what, what discussions, what is going on, uh, you know? What, right. What am, I, what am I not hearing? Or what exactly. Hearing? There, there's a story out there to be told. Right, and, right. Uh, we want to we wanna hear what it is. We may have to reach out to Nicole. We and, might have uh, to, because, yeah, we, we got that line. We got that. Yeah, and, and talk to talk to Nicole and be like, so tell us, what's really going on here? <laughs> exactly. Give brothers on tennis to scoop. Scoop, right. <laughs> we'll put it out there for you. 
So since we're talking about the women, you yeah, know, let's let's go ahead and jump into you know the singles. So they start the women started, you know, earlier this week. Yes, uh, with the singles, and you know it's it's interesting. It's a very good draw. Mm-hmm. You know, I felt mm-hmm. like it was a fairly even draw initially. But there were some very interesting um, first round pairings. And let's just go ahead and start with, you know, the one that I know we were both looking at, which was Jen, the All-American pairing of Jen Brady versus Venus Williams. Right. Yes. Yes. That one, um, you know, I think you, you called it. I think you always kind of are, are right on point with Jennifer Brady. Either she's going to do well or she's going to flame. And apparently this is, a the, uh, unfortunately for Venus, this is one of those tournaments where I feel like she's going to do well um, right. because she got up on Venus and, and snatched her around a little bit, and uh, which was unfortunate. But again, Venus is, you know, she, she's, this is not her favorite surface and, and, and it, you know, unfortunately movement and everything wasn't, wasn't in her favor on the day. Um, but uh, yeah, Jen got through that match and then uh, jumped up on Ostapenko and, and put on her apron and said, here, girl. Here's some bread, <laughs> bread for you. Here's your whole biscuit and your breadstick, and and right. let's let's go. And she's got Pablo Yurchenkova next, who is another power player, and I and I fully expect for her to get past her as well. So I I think she's going to have another good tournament. Well, and let's talk about that section that Pablo Yurchenkova came out of because yeah. first of all, <laughs> first of all. <laughs> She beat Nashville Keys in the first round. And, I, you know, if anybody at this point is still surprised about that, <laughs> nope. I, I, can't, I can't really help you. So uh, so she did what she was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And then Pliskova, after losing the first set mm. to Coco Golf, came back and won three and two. Yeah. And apparently she was uh, uh, that must have took a lot out of her. <laughs> for that next match because she got fed that bagel in that first set. But I felt like that was a good match with Pliskova and uh, and Coco. That was a good fight. And and even though Coco lost, I still feel like that was, a you know, a pretty good match on her part. So, you know, hopefully she's just using these as as, as building blocks and, and continuing to, you know, get, get herself right. Because, I mean, that is a seed. Pliskova is, you know, right. she was a uh-huh. sixth seed and in the top ten. So, you know, not a bad loss whatsoever. Right. Um, yeah, but but yeah, crazy first rounds though. Those yeah, <laughs> and, and, and another one, and I you know since we didn't talk last week, but one that caught my eye when I first you know glanced over the draw mm-hmm. was the first round matchup between Jill Teichman and Sithalina. Yes, yes, and um, I you know I don't know if I was stepping out there and was calling the upset, but I knew that had upset potential written all over it, Absolutely. and. Um, and yeah, she got Svetlana in that third set tiebreaker. Exactly. Yeah, that was a tough match. I watched that match, and that was a really, really good match because you know coming out the gates, it was, it was you know Svetlana looked good. I mean, she gave her that whole biscuit, and then Jill Titan was like, "Wait a minute, let me shake that off, and uh, <laughs> let, me, let me let me get into this thing." And it was a battle. It was really a really good match, but I like Jill Teichman. I really like. Yeah, her. me too. Me too. Yeah, she's she's feisty. You know, mm-hmm. she's another one of those very kind of scrappy type players. Yeah. Um, I was surprised though. Uh, speaking, there there are two more first round matches I wanted to to mention briefly. Yeah. I was surprised that 
Ash Barty opened up the whole bakery <laughs> on uh, Shelby Rogers in the first round, giving her that whole biscuit and that breadstick. <laughs> right? <laughs> she was like, listen, Shelby. <laughs> Anybody scared of you? Now, I done played you about 19 times already right. this year. I know your game inside and out. And you better know on clay, you ain't got nothing for me. On red clay especially? No, right. You ain't got nothing for me, sis. Yeah. Go ahead. So, Shelby yes. was never in that match. <laughs> she stole on Shelby. That was wrong, too. Right. <laughs> but, and, hey, Ash Barty been doing her thing regardless. She has. She's she been has. doing her thing. Yeah. She yeah. has. And then the, the last one I wanted to highlight was uh, that Covenant, she got a lucky loser spot. Yeah. And I thought she was a lucky loser because she got Sloan in the first round. <laughs> and uh, But Sloan surprised us. It actually won that match. Um, she won and took, took, a bre- took bread in the second, too. Took, took bread in the second set. So mm-hmm. um, that was that was pretty impressive. So. Well, let's stay on that one for a minute as okay. far as Sloan goes, because, okay. you know, we let's talk about sis. Let's talk about sis. I, I, you know what? I, I'm feeling better about Sloan, even though, like I said, we know that she lost in the next round to Jabur. Right. But that was a good match. I, I, I don't know if you checked it out. That was actually a very, very good match. And she had Jabur where she needed her. But this, to me, still goes back to where I feel Sloan has 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 dipped and she still has to kind of figure out how to do this. She had opportunities to play some offense, and she didn't. She kept, kept you know, playing her defensive game, mm-hmm. and she had Jabir tired. And if she, had gotten, if she had gotten aggressive in that third set and started really moving her around and spreading the court around, I mm-hmm. honestly feel like she would have she, – she should have taken that match because she – you could tell. Once Jabir hit that – well, hell, you can tell because Jabir – retired out the next match that she was in um, <laughs> right. but yeah Sloan tired her out because she she had her on the ropes and I was like Sloan just get a little bit more aggressive in that third set and and it's it's like when she was on her run again back in the 2017 season high USTA um she was able to really really play a great defensive versus offensive game and she knew how to switch those gears I think right. I think the gears need some oil Right, now. right. They right. need some oil because she's not switching them um, at, at like she needs to. And I feel like she had every opportunity to win that match. But at the same time, I like the fact that she was competing. Mm-hmm. She was she was good. You know, she looked like she was engaged the entire match. She wasn't taking any points off. She was, you know, dialoguing with you know her coach, hitting partner, whatever old boy is. I, I yeah. just like what I'm seeing from Sloan, and it's giving, it's making me encouraged. She may not be getting all the W's that we would expect her to get now, but right. I still like what I'm seeing. I like the fact that she looks to be feeling more. I love the fact that she was smiling a couple times on the court. You know what I mean? Because you know right. that Sloan smile. I, I just feel like those are those are very good, positive steps in the right direction, in my opinion. Yeah, and and we definitely need to see some some progress there because. I mean, there's there's no other way that, that you can say it other than she has truly fallen off. Yes, yes. And and uh, it's not about seeing her play a match and like, oh, all of a sudden she's going to be back to where she was a couple of years ago. I think this is going to be a little bit of a, a journey for her. I think she has to really find her game yep. again. 
I completely agree, brother. Yeah, she's she's but she's getting there. Like you said, she's 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 fighting her way back, which is what I like to see. So we don't keep our good eye on Sloan. She right. may not do as much. You know, the clay, she likes the clay. So you never know. She might surprise some folks. But I still I would expect her to have a good hardcore season, because if she can put some things together now and get her mental right with the clay, I, I think that'll set her up really nicely going into the summer hardcore season. Right. And, and, and by the way, as we continue to move on from Sloan, you heard it here first. Contef is officially on retirement watch for me. Um, <laughs> you know, she lost to Sevastova, who qualified yeah. to get in. You know, Conta yep. just looked like her, you know, she's like Atlantic Star. You know, if your heart <laughs> isn't in it, then please won't you tell me so. You know, <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't, right. <laughs> I, I don't think her heart is in it, you know. Um, oh, man. And uh, I don't know how long we'll continue to see her. But I want to ask you, though, mm-hmm. I, I completely missed, you know, with Pagula getting the, the early retirement off of Azarenka. Yeah. What, what happened there? You know what? I actually don't know. I don't know where, what, you know, what happened with, uh, with Azarenka. Cause it seemed like she made it out of, you know, her first round against Alexandrova. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. In fact, she gave her bread that third set, but yeah, I didn't get, I didn't hear, I wasn't, you know, I haven't been uh, listening to any, uh, all of the interviews. So I didn't get to hear what actually the reason for the retirement was. Um, you know, she probably saw how Jessica Pakula been playing and be like, nah, I can't mess with you today. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> you already be smacking up on uh, Plishkova all the time. Right. Putting them things on her. So now I'm going to just let you go on ahead and get this and I'll see you another day. Yeah, I, I didn't hear, bro. I didn't hear. Anybody okay. out there in the audience here? Why, uh, why, uh, Victoria Azarenka retired? If you have, uh, put it in the chat for us, please. Yeah, let us know. Let us know. Yeah, let us um, know. And for our good friend Paul, for his entertainment, you want to speak on Rabakina? Okay, so listen. (laughs) (laughs) This is all I'm going to say about Rabakina because, uh, you know, y'all already done put me on fire for, uh, you know, back in the day on Garcia. Uh, so, (laughs) So at this point... I've learned my lesson. You win. <laughs> I can't, you know, she didn't fell off my, my JV squad and, and she's right. going to have to show some wins before she can, uh, before she get back on the squad. Cause right. I don't know what's happening with her. I don't know what's happening with her game, but she has not been able to put it together of late. And yeah, I just can't, I can't keep sticking my neck out there for, for, for Rebecca. So you right. going to do you boo. Maybe, you know, maybe if I'm, you know, if you fall off the, off the JV squad, that'll get you motivated to get, get your spot again. <laughs> right. But whatever you need to do, you need to do it because you sure ain't getting no Ws. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> My yes. goodness. Yeah, she's taking some strong Ls. Some strong Ls, B. I mean, yeah. what? What is that? I. Her game I, is 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 much better than what she's showing right now. So that right. she is one of the examples of where the pandemic just absolutely wrecked her because she was on fire. Rabakina and Gaia Monfils. Telling you, those, those two. Woo. Yeah, yeah, they were on fire. So it's it's kind of sad that they are not uh, able to reclaim that that form that they had. But 
Well, and let's talk about somebody else who was on fire, but not in a good way. Mm. And that was uh, <laughs> Miss Naomi Osaka. As uh, she is somewhere eating on that breadstick <laughs> that Muhova gave her in the third set. You know, I'm telling you what, watching that match, it was really clear to me yeah. that she still does not understand movement on clay. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Um, because she's not sliding in her shot. She's like running to hit the shot and then she slides. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then what happens is that puts her out of position to be ready for the next shot. Exactly. And unless she hits, you know, a straight winner on you, which is obviously more difficult on the clay. Right. Yeah. Um, Serena need to come ahead and get this. <laughs> French Open title before Osaka learned how to play on clay. How to play on clay, exactly. Right. Yeah, she, yeah, I agree with you completely. It's, it's movement, and I think the movement then impacts your ability to really construct points because that's the biggest thing on clay. You have to be able to construct points. You can't right. just out-hit, you know, everybody. It's just right. not, unfortunately, not going to work. And I think that's what happens with Osaka. She's more of a... I, I'd say she's, you know, how they used to always uh, talk about Serena when she first came on the game. She's a lot of power. Does she really construct points? Mm, I'm not sure, but she'll right. blow you off the court. And right. That, <laughs> right. And I think that's how, how Osaka is a bit, because I don't know that, that I necessarily see her constructing points all the time. I see her being very aggressive and pushing you around. Uh, right. And that to me is where I think, like you said, I think she's going to have to work on that movement. And then after she gets her movement right, then she's going to have to work on the construction of points because you're not just going to be able to blow somebody off the court on clay. That's just not, unfortunately, going to be – you're not going to do that to a Sviatek or, or a Barty, I tell you that. No, right. not at all. Yeah, or a Muhova. <laughs> no, apparently, apparently, yeah. So, so the interesting thing is, so today we got through – we, we got the top half of the draw into the quarterfinals. Right. And um, – Three of those matchups, we kind of knew what's going to happen. Um, well, we didn't know Jabur was going to get hurt, but I still probably would have favored Benchich um, over right. Jabur, yep. uh, Bedosa over Savastova. That made sense. Mm-hmm. I'm glad to see Kvitova won over Kudermatova because mm-hmm. these are the type of matches that sometimes Kvitova will lose. Correct. Correct. Uh, so that was a good sign that she pulled that out. But I think everybody was focused in on that uh, Barty Surantec match Correct. today. Yeah. And you said it at the beginning of, of the show. I mean, Barty is the hottest player on the women's tour right now. Ain't nobody questioning why she's got the number <laughs> one by, uh, by her name. You know, you know, Osaka definitely ain't questioning that right now. Not no more, right? No, right. on that breadstick, like you said, <laughs> right? So I, you know, honestly, you know, with the people that are left in the bottom half of the draw, I mean, we have big names. You got Sabalenka and Mertens and Halep and Brady and Muhova and Sakari. That bottom half is loaded. Oh yeah, absolutely. I am still putting my neck out there on Barty to take the whole thing. I, I, you know what? So here's the thing. I'm, I'm, I'm really interested in this next matchup, and here's why. Okay. Kvitova has won this title, I believe, twice. They said. Okay. So she comfortable. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if Barty has won this or not, 
So I feel like that's going to be a really interesting matchup. Now, I put whoever wins that one in the final, of course. Okay, right. Um, but I give Kvitova a strong chance only because, like I said, she's comfortable and, and she's won it a couple times. Barty should be able to slice and dice her up. But mm-hmm. if Kvitova's having a good day, it's, it's always hard getting past Kvitova. You know you know how that goes. So, yeah, right. that one's going to be interesting. But, yeah, but those sitting benches, I don't think they got a chance whatsoever. But, no. yeah, that, that bottom half, though. That is loaded. So how how do you see that bottom half coming out? I, brother, I tell you. First of all, I am extremely interested to see that Sabalenka-Pagula match right. because, you know, how Pagula be, be stepping up on uh, Pliskova – you would think that she should should be able to deploy the same type of strategy against Sabalenka. But Sabalenka, to me, is a better mover, though, than Pliskova. Right. So it's going to be interesting. That one, I just, that one in my head is honestly a toss-up because you just can't never ca- count out Jessica Pagula. She, she, she is proving to me that she's got some, she got some good fire and scrap in her. So I like right. that matchup, man. So I can't really call that one. Merton's Halep, I'm, I, you know, I'm going to stretch and just say that Halep is going to get through that one. I mean, I like Merton's, and she's always doing her thing. Um, but I, I just don't know that she's going to be able to deal with Halep. I think Halep is going to find some form there. Okay. Um, I do feel like Brady is going to get past probably Echengova, even though she took out Pliskova. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right. And Madison. But at the same time, I just think that, like you said, Jim Brady has these waves. And I think that this is going to be one of those p- positive waves. So I actually think she's going to get uh, Pavlyuchenkova. And then that Muhova Sakari, you know, as much as I know Sakari is the seed and she's, and, and you know, she's seeded and she's got the confidence. I th- I actually think Muhova played an outstanding match against Osaka. I really, th- I really liked a lot of the transition to the net that she did. Um, I, 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 I like that young lady's game. So well, I'm going to go for the upset there. Well, and I'll tell you something else. If For people that have been really watching soccer, mm-hmm. she has fallen off from where she was at. I mean, right. she's still playing okay, you yeah, know? Well, yeah, she got up on Contivate. <laughs> <laughs> <Pretty good>. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but but before I felt like I could say she was playing top ten, yeah, tennis, and I don't quite know if she's been doing that lately. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. She's been playing more like top twenty. Top, tennis. I was exactly top to twenty, me. maybe top fifteen, but not top ten, not no. not completely. No. So, um, so who are you? Who are you thinking is coming through on that bottom side? If okay, if I have to put. McCoins out there, right? If I put my coins out there, I'm I'm gonna say Halep. I'm I'm gonna have to say Halep. Okay, okay. Yeah, I kind of want to say Sabalenka, but I think that Sabalenka Halep. I think Halep will get her. Gotcha. gotcha. How about you? Who are you thinking is gonna come through? Um, I I don't know why I feel like I don't know if Halep is is Halep yet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and and you know what? I don't know why I have the sneaky feeling that that win over Osaka. And remember, Muhova was in the the finals of. I mean, not the finals. Semis. She, the semifinals. Semis of the Australian, Australian Open. Open. Yep. Yep. She against Jen Brady and almost uh, should have won. Right. So I don't know. She might. That might be a, a a nice dark horse to pick. 
coming through there. Uh, and honestly, I'm not so certain Brady's going to get past probably Chankova. <laughs> gotcha. Honestly, um, but uh, but this is shaping up to be a, a a really good tournament. And like I said, props to to Barty for really showing, um, you know, Swiatek what was up. <laughs> she's you like, know, yeah. she's like youngster. You're not ready just yet. You may have the title, but right, I'm, yeah, I'm number one. So let's right. let's not let's not forget that. Right. <laughs> that 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 was good. So okay, so that pretty much catches us up on where we're at with the women today. Yeah. Um now the men, they just kind of got started the other day on the tournament and right. um you know, we have, you know, Nadal as the top seed and for those people that may or may not have paid attention, uh Djokovic was a late withdrawal mm-hmm. uh from the tournament. But I was happy to see that Medvedev was yeah, back. He, he's back. Yeah. Um, COVID free, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> so I was happy to see that. When I took a look at the draw, I don't know how you felt, Isaac, but to me, this draw was very bottom heavy. Yes, very much. Um, honestly, I don't see. I honestly don't see much of an issue for Nadal. I mean, I don't know how center is going to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're trying to build up this matchup with him with Alcaraz. Well, he is going to blow Alcaraz. Uh, Alcaraz is not ready. He, he... <laughs> that, we'll, we'll just leave it at that. He is not he ready. He is not ready. And, and you uh, know how Nadal loved spanking up on, them, on his, own, uh, his countrymen. And then so, a 17-year-old? And 17 Yeah. Oh. Nah, yeah, the, it's, bake, it's, the, ma- the bakery might be open. The bakery is going to be open. <laughs> I mean, I guess there's some names up here. I mean, I mean, I mean they are. I, right. I don't know. And see, team, we don't know how team is looking like, so we can't really say team is normal team, right? Um, right. You know, uh, you know, Dimitrov lost today. You know. But T style goo, you know, he's Spanish, so <laughs> exactly, you know, and it's clay. Yeah, it is clay, right? Rube, I, Rube is there, but yeah, no, because quietly, I think the doll will be looking to get some revenge on Rube if they do meet up in the right, series. right. Yeah. I, yeah. I think, and and you know, and I, the doll may be looking at this as uh, really uh, an additional challenge because you know this is the clay court lead up to the French that he has been the least successful at. And that's right. funny. He's won it five times and we're talking about, you know, <laughs> least this is where he's been yeah. least uh, <laughs> successful. Um, and, mm. you know, I just um, I, I, I don't, I believe he's going to make it to the finals. Now, in this bottom half, Mm-hmm. Talk to Man. me, Isaac. This bottom half is loaded. It's it's loaded. I mean, you've got first of all, you know, Karate did his thing against Ugo and Bear today, and so he's going to take on Diego Schwartzman in the second round. That to me is a great one. Yes, um, I mean, just match. oh my goodness. And then you've got Chapovalov against Bublik. They already made it to the second round. You still got first rounders. You got Felix and Kasper Rude. You got uh-huh. Nori Krajinovic. You got Basilash Bili that's up in there. I ain't even going to talk about pair. But then Basilash <laughs> Bili is going to end up playing Cisipas. I'm like, right. 
Okay, so you got two guys who have won two clay court tournaments facing off in the second round. How's that going to look? And then you got Berrettini, Fognini, Italian against Italian first. I mean, second round? Come on, y'all. I mean, these are some good matchups. You got Kepfer, you got Garin. They've got some, they got some great matchups in that bottom half, bro. I have no clue who is going to make it through. No clue whatsoever. Right. And I... I'm, I desperately want to see how Medvedev looks because we've talked about him, you know, not being, you know, not having had the greatest results on clay. Right. Uh, yet he is one of the top three players in the world right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm looking at he in the, in his, his second round match is, is going to play potentially Davidovich Fokino. Right. Exactly. Uh, cause is... I, I expect for him to take out. A bear. Yeah, he should. He should because A bear is he's not a, not really a clay court player. Right. He likes hard courts. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's that's going to be something right off the top. Telling so, you, bro. So 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 are you saying to me? Let's just kind of tie tie a bow on this a little bit. So mm-hmm. are you agreeing that Nadal? You see Nadal making it to the finals from the top half. I do. Absolutely. Yep. Okay. Yep. So what are you thinking about for the bottom half then? Man, I tell you, it's a tough call. It's a tough call. But if I'm going to put my coins on anybody, I'm going to say he's going to face Sissipas. Okay. You say he's going to face Sissipas. Okay. I do. Yeah, that's a, who are you thinking? Oh, it's hard. It's hard to go against that. I mean, CC Pass has been playing incredible um, on specifically on clay. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are some question marks for me in this draw. Of people that could surprise us. Um, I think Berrettini mm-hmm. could be a surprise. Uh, he wouldn't meet him until the semifinals, and you know how I am. I'm, you know. I'm always thinking Karasev. <laughs> well, me too. I mean, I wouldn't go step out there. Like I said, if I had to put my coins on it, I'm going to put it on CC Paz. But who I actually am kind of like, I think he might get through. It's that damn Karasev because that, that boy game laser, man. It's laser. And um, I, I, I feel like for certain he is going to whip up on Schwartzman. I just think that he's got confidence in that Australian Open win. He's he's going to do a lot of the same things. And Bublik, Shapovalov, no. They, I don't think they mentally, either one of them, will be able to sustain it, uh, um, you know, well enough to be able to beat him. So I, I do see him making it to Paz, but I don't know. Paz has just been on fire, and I honestly feel like he wants another – he wants another swipe at Nadal. Um and right. so I, I feel like he, he yeah, I, I just, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm, I'm going to put my coins there. Well, I, I like, I'm looking here in the chat and I see Brandon is shouting out Karasev. So, you know, okay. Okay, All he's, right. he's supporting our boy. Yes, uh, sir. And then I see Valencia. She put FAA out there. She said she, FAA got Uncle Tony. Yes, he, yes, yes, he does. In the camp. So, you know, he might do something. He got a tough road, though. Oh, my goodness. Well, first round. Him and Casper Root is no joke, especially on clay. That's his favorite surface. So 
he's going to have a battle just getting out that first round. Um, right. Yeah. It's it. Like I said, there's some good matchups on that bottom half, bro. And then he's going to have to face most likely Cam Norrie. Correct. Who we've just talked about how hot he's been mm-hmm. uh, this year. And then you got to either get uh, uh, Basilishvili or, or CeCe Paz. And that's just to get to the quarter. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, so this is going to be some some good tennis. Um, I was super happy to see uh, Kupfer beat Opelka. Yeah. yeah. He's another one like Rabakina. They, they are off my JV squad. Um, gone. Uh, who? Oh, oh, Opelka? Opelka, yeah. He yeah, gone. he was out there looking like a clown. Today. So I, <laughs> I ain't nobody got... No, um, oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah, it, it's a, it's unfortunate. But, you know, kudos to Tommy Paul holding the American flag, getting through to the second round. Uh, it'll be an interesting matchup against him and Rublev. That'll be fun. Yeah, uh, but Rublev will win. He should, uh, yeah. Yeah, he'll win, he'll win. Yeah. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I'm going to be clued in uh, uh, to these matches. Um, and then, okay, so... Based upon who we're saying is coming out of the bottom half, whether it's Karatsev, whether it's Berrettini, whether it's uh, Cece Paz, mm-hmm. do you think uh, any of them, especially with you know Madrid being in the whole high altitude and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. do you think any of them have an opportunity to beat Nadal in the finals? I... I would well. I think ugh, I can't even talk. I would give both Karatsev and Pass a shot. I don't think Berrettini. I just, I just, I don't think he's a good matchup against Nadal on clay because I think Nadal okay. will start stretching him, and I just think he's he's just you know he can hit lights out on the ball. But if Nadal is stretching him, I just question his defensive capabilities against Nadal. So I just I don't think that's that big a matchup. So if Berrettini were to make it to the final, I think he gets I think the bread store opens up and the doll puts on his apron. But <laughs> right, but I feel like Karasev Sisi Paz, I, I would give them a shot because again, the 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 if the ball is flying, um I think both of them have enough power that it would push Nadal around a bit and they both have the uh, defensive ability to be able to, you know, to to kind of withstand um, a lot of what he throw at them. So, but at the end of the day, who do I think is going to win? Nadal. <laughs> I, there is no way I'm ever going to vote against Nadal again on clay. Nadal <laughs> just has to prove to me that he will lose, and I then agree. I won't vote for him. But I, I, I'm just not going to be. I'm not going to be boo boo the fool, Bryce. I'm not right. going to be. You're not going to make me boo boo the fool. No. Right. The answer is no. Right, <laughs> and and Valencia, you are wearing me out with your uh, your graphics. I love it. That's right. You know, she was like the bakery. Open it up. It is open. What? Come on now. <laughs> so now, now Isaac, you know, we got about ten or so minutes left here. You know, yeah. Um, let's let's. Uh, you know, let's just, uh, if anybody wants to come up, yeah, we're going to yes. just talk a couple of hot topics real quick. And, and something that since we weren't on last week that we did not get a chance to talk about mm-hmm. is let's talk about a couple of things about our dear and beloved tennis channel. Mm. Now, 
Now, look, we were giving the tennis channel love, especially when we compared them to ESPN. We oh, definitely yes. liked the commentators more. You know, we got our boy Prakash there. We got our yes. girl uh, Chanda there, you know, um, and they got the whole new contract this year with the ATP and the WTA coverage in the United States. And they got the brand new popping studio right. in Santa Monica. And, you know, everything is just seeming like it's coming up roses for the tennis channel. But I feel like we're starting to see them slide a little bit on the quality. And, mm-hmm. and one of the things, and I, I mentioned this to you earlier, and I'm glad you've experienced it as well. Has anybody out there recognized that there are times when you're watching a tennis channel and the score updates before the point is even over? <laughs> yep. Now, obviously, that's, that's crazy infuriating when you're watching tennis because you're watching a point and then you see the score change and it's like, well, that tells you immediately who won the point. Who won the point, right. And it ain't done yet. (laughs) Right, it's not done yet. And I know Jim Courier has had a little bit of a meltdown over the graphics and saying that the graphics are supplied by somebody else or whatever. But talk to me, Isaac. They got to get this together. These are basics. Bruh, these are basics, basic operations. So, yeah, how, I, like you said, I think they got that contract. They done got hyped and they just done let themselves get a little bit loose and they got to tighten up that ship because it's definitely uh, being seen and it's not a good look. It's not a good look at all. Right. And then the other thing we didn't mm. talk about last week. Now, any of you that follow us on Instagram, you know that we've called out the Tennis Channel a couple of times for kind of putting the wrong name with the wrong picture. And, you know, look, we understand, you know, things happen, you know, hey, we as brothers on tennis, we make mistakes on things, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So, so we're not like, oh, nobody can ever make a mistake. So, you know. We called it to their attention the first time they did it. I can't remember who, what player and name they got mixed up. And then it happened a second time. And it was like, okay, you know, y'all need to start looking at whoever's working in that department. You know, mm-hmm. it, it'd be different if this was like NBC or something and they didn't get it right. And you're like, okay, well, they do all these different sports. Tennis is probably not even one of their main sports that they cover. Right. But y'all to the channel, right? Exactly. If anybody can properly label a tennis player's picture, mm-hmm. it should be. It sh- should be the tennis channel. Yes. Right. <laughs> but, but we had kind of given them a pass on those first two. We acknowledge, you know, they're a mistake. But, but Isaac, mm. tell us about this third mistake. Yeah. So, so y'all, I'm, you know, I'm sitting here, you know, doing my little watching of tennis, doing a little recap, watching tennis channel live. And I saw something and I was just kind of like, you know how you see something, you just like, I didn't see what I think I saw. There is no way I, I saw what I thought I saw. And so, and for those of you out there, you know, Bryce does a majority of our our media. He, I mean, he pretty much is the sole proprietor of our IG and the media. And so when I saw it, and mind you, I'm watching the tape delayed. So I saw it and I'm immediately like, yo, I wonder if Bryce, you know, sent some mount on this. So I go out to our account, our Brothers on Tennis account on IG, and I don't see anything. But then I look in our mail, and one of our one of our, um, our followers points it out as well. So I was like, okay, I ain't crazy. I immediately uh, uh, messaged Bryce. 
they had shown a graphic of Shapovalov versus Felix Ajayaliassin. The picture mm. that they had for FAA was Arthur Ashe. Uh, uh, uh. How, how, how of all the pictures do you mess up the one black man on there and not only mess it up, but you put Arthur Ashe. I could see maybe if it were a current player <laughs> and right. you just got confused. Right. But that's a photo of Arthur Ashe, people. And it's a photo of like 40 years like ago. Like 40 years ago. Afro and everything. <laughs> right. <laughs> Felix got, a fade, got the fade top. Ash got the afro. How do you, how? And you're the tennis channel. How? And, and, and the thing that upset me, and you know, this is what happens. People start connecting dots and stuff. The day before that was the day that they had the Derek Chauvin. Um, exactly. Verdict. You know, verdict, right? Exactly. So I'm like, is somebody trying to, you know, make a statement here, trying to be funny, trying to be disrespectful? And, and it's disrespectful, you know, of course, it's disrespectful to FAA because he's a top 20 player. He's deserving of having his correct picture put up by the tennis channel correct. when they are talking about his matchup. But I thought it was extremely disrespectful to Arthur Ashe for all that he has been, not only to the game, but just as a humanitarian. Thank you. You know, you can't... Somebody that worked at the tennis channel did not know or someone did not see that we are putting on national television Yep, a picture of Arthur Ashe from 40 years ago under with the name FAA. Under Felix, exactly. It just, it, <laughs> I saw it and like I said, I just, it was literally one of those moments where you just like, I... I I know I didn't see what I think I just saw. And I had to grab my remote and rewind it back. And like I said, I took a screenshot and everything. And I, I was just sitting there like, you have got to be kidding me. You've got to be kidding me. Yeah. I just, uh, so what I wanted to do is we had AZ um, I, I, I wanted to come up. And I don't know, AZ, are you... Uh, did you have any thoughts about, have you seen these things on the Tennis Channel? Did you have any thoughts about what's been going on there? <laughs> yeah, um, I, I mean, I used to have Tennis Channel on my streaming service, YouTube TV, but then they stopped, I think maybe about sometime in October. So now I don't have Tennis Channel anymore. And so I, I've kind of had to watch Tennis Channel on the bootleg, like... <laughs> I have I have this app on my phone and then one of these uh this Android what you call a box that allows me to kind of watch it. Okay. So the Android box doesn't give me the chance to kind of rewind like when I kind of used to have it on my YouTube TV where I could record and kind of still rewind. So I didn't exactly see that. And maybe if I still had that because I kind of record every single tournament, I could probably maybe play it back and see it. But I didn't see that, so. I only came up to talk about the Madrid Open. I thought maybe that's what you guys were talking about. Oh, yeah, go for no, it. Go, yes. Yeah, please go right ahead. Okay, so um, does anyone know why Novak didn't take part in the tournament? I've never heard an official I reason. I he yeah. I heard that he was definitely going to be playing the tournament, and 
And was it is it Belgrade or or someplace? Yeah, he played he, Belgrade and he right. lost in the semis. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Or mm-hmm. there's another tournament he's playing. I forgot what country it's in. And then he's okay. also and he's also playing Rome. Yeah. Uh, okay. So he may have chosen not to play Madrid because one of the conversations they've had is that Madrid may not always be the best warm up tournament for not the that French. Is true. Yeah, and so uh, if he, although he was technically defending champion, um, he may have chosen not to play that, and he really wants to focus in on the two tournaments coming up that have conditions that are more similar to what it's going to be like in Paris. Right, and and that would make sense because yes, I've I've kind of always had a problem with the Madrid tournament because I thought, I mean, seriously, I mean, it's Madrid, and you guys can't get your clear right. <laughs> it was blue at one point. I know, right? right. Always kind of screwed up the clay, and I'm like, really? Are you guys that that terrible? I mean, that's kind of like a really bad look, right? Talk about maybe Queens Club screwing up the grass, you know? Right, right. That's, right. that's how Madrid kind of felt like. I'm like, you guys can't really get the clay right. But again, I mean, I I just thought it was a Masters 1000 tournament, and that he'll be there. And so when I saw that he withdrew or he wasn't taking part, I was like, oh, no, maybe he's just trying to avoid Rafa as, as far as possible. <laughs> well, I, 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 I throw mm-hmm. a couple things at you here. I th- right. So first of all, um, I think that given the fact that I, I think he wants Nadal to win. And why? Because he wants Nadal to get that number two seed so that when they go into the oh, French, right. now think about that again. As, as long as Nadal is winning, because Nadal mm-hmm. can't catch him as number one, but Nadal certainly can overtake uh, Medvedev and get back mm-hmm. to number two. So nice. I'm going to throw that one at you. And the <laughs> second one I'm going to throw at you is this. Djokovic did not take losing to Karatsev in his backyard very well. Yes. Do, not not. Yep. Right. Do not yep. get it twisted. Right. Do not get it twisted. Right. That hurt. He did not. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, hurt his, that hurt him. Because, you, you know, he, uh, he wants the love. And you ride up there in Serbia, and you get schooled. Well, I shouldn't say school, but you get you get beat by mm-hmm. by an outsider. Basically, that's a confidence smack. And I right. think he took that smack down and was like, you know what? I need some time. Yeah. And so right. he went he went camping with the wife, and he mm. off getting some drinky drinks, and yeah, I think and he's I'll, just trying to get himself back good again. Go ahead, B. Right. And I wanted to add that the doll hat has already taken over number two. Right. Again, so now it's right. about him, you know, holding it because mm-hmm. obviously Nadal has more points to defend. Medvedev doesn't hardly have any points to defend in the clay court. Right. So he could potentially get that spot back. But right. um, yeah, I totally agree with Isaac. I, you know that beatdown from Karatsev uh, in his backyard had to stay. Right. And remember... It was just a tournament before that that he got jolly whopped by Daniel Evans. <laughs> he did. Right. Yes. Know, right? Yeah, so it, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, yeah, so technically he has not had a good clay court start. Um, yeah, right. So he may just be trying to, you know, get his, get his mind right. You know, let me step away. Let me, let me get right. And then I'll come back and hopefully do the damage that I expect to do. Because remember, he got out there talking big talk. Talking about he going to win was. the French and everything. He got out there talking big. <laughs> I so, 
Mm-hmm. Anyway, well, that, that I just kind of wanted to find out if anybody knew why he withdrew or why he wasn't at the tournament because I saw the draw and um, I didn't see him and I was like, I also didn't really hear any official withdrawal, so I wasn't exactly sure. Like, yeah, he made a state. Yeah, he made a statement, and like I said, I'm sorry that I can't remember what that other smaller tournament is that he said said he was going to play. But he was going to play that one, and he was going to play Rome, and those were going to be his his final warm ups for um, right. the French. Which was which was kind of weird, though. I mean, is there any is there another tournament taking pla- taking place like the same week of a Masters one thousand? I thought usually, typically, when the Masters one thousand take place, they have the entire calendar. You know? Yeah. Well, you know, with the whole coronavirus and everything, these these schedules have been twisted, and right. and and. And and all of that. Uh, oh, you know what? I think I just. Yep, I was correct. I'm I'm looking. There is a tournament uh, in Belgrade. Okay. Uh, at March that starts um, on May the 22nd. It's the week Uh-oh. before the French. Oh, okay. So he's that gonna, that is okay. Yeah. So okay. he's going to play the Italian, mm-hmm. uh, which starts on the what the ninth of May. And then he'll play Belgrade because obviously he's in Serbia; it's his home country. Uh, on the twenty second, and then he'll go uh, on the thirtieth. That is, that is to so not smart, though. That is so <laughs> not smart. I mean, <laughs> typically, at least for a top player, you don't play the week before a Grand Slam. You right. know? Yeah. That, that is so not smart. But well, I mean, hey, it is Novak. Um, <laughs> right. He's always wanted to love that. Roger and Rafa have had worldwide, so I mean, right. he's the ones I love from home. So, yeah. <laughs> now, before we before we sign off, because you know we, we're getting ready to go over to Instagram and and to do our uh, kind of our after show on Instagram Live, I did want to mention that uh, um, Gardenzi, who is the uh, president or the head of the ATP, mm-hmm. put it out there that he's advocating for them to add. A master series on grass. Right. It's about time. Yeah, it's about time. And right. I mean, you've got, yeah, you've got master series on all the other surfaces. I think, um, you know, why wouldn't you have had one on grass? So I, I think the problem has always been the calendar, right? Yes. And, right. and they could never figure out how to give the grass court season a lot more time on the calendar. Right. And so. I guess maybe the best option would be to make Queens a Masters 1000. Right. I mean, it's currently a 500 mm-hmm. anyway, right? Right. So, right. right. I mean, that would probably be the best bet. But yes, I agree there should be a Masters 1000 on grass. That I yeah. completely agree. Yeah. Absolutely. So we'll keep our eye out on that. You know, I, I would doubt that it's something that we're going to see in the next year or so. But maybe in a couple of years, that'll be, you know, that'll be something that's added. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. They'll so, do it after Fed retires, which is going to piss me off. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> right. Know, right. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, well, great. Well, yeah, AZ, speaking of Roger, oh, though, go ahead. Before, before we sign off, though, right? uh-huh. which, which clay court tournament is he playing before the French? Or is he playing the French at all? Oh, yeah. He's yeah. playing. Yeah, he's playing okay. the French. Uh, okay. But I don't know. Did we hear that he of any? Oh, he's yes. It's he's his home Geneva. country. Geneva. He's playing Geneva. Geneva. Yep, he's, he's playing, playing Geneva. in Switzerland. Yeah, okay, so, so now there's a clay court tournament in Geneva. I mean, the calendar is completely screwed up. I, I <laughs> did not know that. Yeah, it starts on uh, May the 16th. Uh, yep. It's in Geneva, Switzerland. So 
but like, but huh. but unlike Djokovic, at least Geneva is not the week before the French starts. Right. right. So he still gets you know a week off. Right. So that that would mean the Geneva tournament is the same week as the Rome Italian. No, Open? it's the week after. The week after, okay. Yeah, so Rome so, okay, starts so the ninth before. Okay, right, right. Because remember, they right. remember they pushed back Roland Garros a week this year. They did actually. Yeah. That's true. Because when I was looking at it, I realized the grass court season was much condensed this year. Right. From most recent years, so I was like, "Wait, what's happening?" Yeah, I didn't notice that. Yeah, Roland Garros was pushed back. Yeah, so, like, so that's what created that extra week. Right. Um. So that. Well, Enzi, anyway. thank you for coming up and, and come Absolutely. back again. Please uh, do. I enjoyed I talking to you. Um, yeah. I mean, I just joined um, Locker Room off of Bill Simmons' recommendation. I always listen to the Bill Simmons podcast. So oh, Bill, Bill Simmons, says, okay. Nice. Yeah, he, said, he says, hey, Locker Room is the future. I was like, okay, let me go check it out. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's the future. Well, we are glad you did. Make sure you follow mm-hmm. us. We're out here every Monday at uh, 6 o'clock p.m. Pacific time, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern. And, mm-hmm. uh, yes, come out and join us. Uh, okay. We'd like to have people come up and join us. So, um, uh, I'm a have... huge, huge tennis junkie. I will be here. Oh, great. Awesome. great. Love We're looking that. forward to it. So uh, thank you, and we'll, we'll talk to you next week, hopefully. Okay. Um, now, for the rest of our audience, uh, like like Isaac said at the beginning, if you are listening to this as a podcast, uh, you can be like AZ and come up during our live recording every week and join the conversation. Locker Room, already on the Apple App Store, now available as a limited uh, beta for Android. So soon we will have the whole family out here. Um, Isaac, any final words before we sign off? No, nah, brother. I think we're good. We covered a lot this uh, this session, so we, we are good. Sh- we sure did. So everyone enjoy that great tennis in Madrid uh, this week, and we'll be right back here next Monday to talk about the results. Uh, on behalf of the podcast, this has been your boy Bryce. And this is your boy Isaac. And we are Brothers on Tennis. Everyone be safe out there.